Welcome to the Rad Dude Cast. It's me and Anthony. Yeah. So let's you know, let's tell him the story, Greg. Give him the scoop, man. What's, What's going scoop? on? The scoop. Why Brendan's not here? Are we allowed to say? I guess he posted. Yeah, he's this guy's gone public with it. Yeah. You you tell him. I'm not telling him. I'm not going. I'm not going down for this. I <laughs> going down, man. I think it's fine. Uh, he put it on Instagram. People know. People have been commenting. I'd love. Yeah, sometimes you tell certain people certain secrets. You know. Sometimes what I tell you, I don't necessarily tell Tita. You know. Sometimes what you tell Instagram, you don't necessarily tell Rad Dudecast. You know. So I don't know what his promotional situation is. You think Brendan is living a different life on Instagram than he is in real life? He might have. Yeah, true. You know, could be a whole different guy on Twitter than he is. <laughs> yeah. on, he might be a woman on Facebook. <laughs> I don't we know. Don't know. Hey, who um, knows? Well, anyway, if you're first tuning in, this is a hilarious, long-running podcast <laughs> with myself, Anthony DeVito, of such television fame. I don't even want to get into the fucking details. Right. And I Greg, think you should tell them. Okay, fine. I, Greg, I'd like to a, be refreshed. Put a gun in my head. All right. Me. Uh, man, it's a small show on CBS called The Late Show with Stephen Colbert that I did about four years ago. Heard also of it. at a Comedy Central half hour about four years ago. And I've been on This American Life. We're talking probably eight years ago. So I've, I've got so much fame in the rearview mirror for me. It's not even funny. Now, Greg, tell them about your wild accomplishments. Sure, I'd love to, but I, don't, I will, but it's not time for that yet. We heard about what's in the rearview mirror. What's in the windshield? What's oh what's what's the future for Anthony what's, DeVito? What's a few? My recipe book is obviously coming out any day now. Cooking with Anthony. I didn't know you were of, going public with that yet. But I, I, well, sure. well, it's it. Look, people, uh, I've been getting too many emails about my recipe sure. books. Spice up your life with Chef Tony D. Right, and, that's uh, two different names. You just, <laughs> so you got two recipe books. I didn't know you were dropping all two. Well, I've got a daytime recipe book, and these are for these are for your daytime recipes. And then mm. I got an evening time recipe book. And this is more. This is sensual cooking. That's why right. it's called Spice Up Your Life with Tony D. And I would is... call breakfast and lunch and dinner, <laughs> and I like you do morning time recipes, evening time recipes. Because yeah. who knows? Yeah, no, nope, you don't want to say what person what a person calls lunch or breakfast these could yeah. be construction workers who are doing the all-night shift exactly right. you know you can eat dessert for breakfast just know sun up and sundown those are two different things um, right so now these are you know the the, the uh spice real life with tony d this is a central cookbook like i've been saying it's mainly mm. uh, it's aphrodisiac laced meals right so oysters a la diane uh chocolate san francisco um <laughs> well oysters a la diane I mean, who's Diane? Is well, it for Diane or is it Diane? Is it oysters no. on Diane's bond? I know it's Princess Diana related. I just can't get away from that. Well, yes. Uh, now that you say that, it is. This is food that the queen enjoyed. Um, the, 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 the Princess of Wales, she never got to be queen, but I count her as the queen in my eyes. Um, so this is, uh, it's, a, it's a kind of a, my take on a, a chicken Diane, which I think was a popular dish in the 70s. And chocolate Can't confirm or deny. <laughs> just letting you know, I'm going into this part, not knowing if you're joking or serious. I'm just going to walk. No, I'm going to walk carefully. I am. There was a brief, and you'll see it. Some diners have this. We've talked about this a little bit, but some <laughs> diners have like antiquated meals that were clearly super popular at one point, but fell out of fashion. And sure. they're all like chicken San Francisco. <laughs> Beef oh, no, I, Diane. I swear yeah. to God, these are real meals. Chicken San Francisco. I was there when you ordered that. I remember. I remember you looked at that. You didn't look at what was in it. You went, you know what? Give me the chicken San Francisco. And Tita and I and James all looked at each other and went, "He's going for it." Like it's like you looked at a cliff 
And you just were like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it. I can jump over the highway. And I was like, Yeah, he's going for it. Yeah. Well, you know what it is? Is those guys? They were, they were the stars. At one point, they're like how you look at like a great Hollywood celebrity. You know, they're like a Robert right. Redford and go, Man, one time you were the most sought after bachelor in Hollywood. Now people are giving you geriatric roles. That's the way I, I wanted. A, I wanted a little. Uh, I wanted to see what they still had in the tank, and they're very good. They, yeah. you, you bite into one of those, and you go, "I get the fame." But then you also, after you eat a lot of it, you go, "I get why this fell from grace." Right? They're all they're all heavily cream sauces. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny one you expect from a chicken San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, I mean the heyday of Northern California. Um, I also love. I gotta tell you, man. I know chicken San Francisco. That's coming out when people first start hearing about San Francisco. <laughs> you know, this is when San Francisco is like that's in the news. People are like, San Francisco is the it place. Yeah, you know, right. now yeah. no one gives a shit about San Francisco. Yeah. You know. So Chicken San Francisco is just a bunch of homeless people. I don't know what it is. <laughs> You're 100% right. Back when San, let loose. San Francisco in the 60s was just like, what's going on over there? You, right. had a, you had a generation of people going over there to do drugs and feel each other up in the privacy <laughs> of their own shanty homes. Right. And 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 Shiver San Francisco was probably an embodiment of the time, man. Right. Like, yes. like just like what you're saying, man. Now all eyes have been on San Francisco. Right. So the mystery and the allure of chicken San Francisco has lost its way. Um let, let go me ahead, please, just go add ahead. into this to exactly <laughs> what you're saying is I believe that's what the original Caesar salad was. The original mm. Caesar salad was this is everything you can get. Caesar ordered his best men and said, Bring me, <laughs> give me the best this town has. And they said, Well, we got Parmesan cheese, we got croutons. I said, Croutons, those must have taken months to make. And they said, Yes. But now all that shit is who gives a Caesar salad is just a staple, and it's just some guy named Caesar in the back. You know what yeah. I mean? But at one time Under it was the Julius Caesar salad. Oh, hundred. You get a real. You get a real window into how you think things were great in ancient Rome, but they weren't. You know what I mean? The, the, yeah. the epitome of decadence to them was a bunch of leaves, a little bit of ranch dressing. You throw a bottle of croutons, and people are like, "That is a meal for the elite." <laughs> that is, that yeah. is a meal. A rabbit would scoff at a Caesar salad, right? Not even a carrot. You know who I am. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like to see like a, like the, the dictator's spaghetti, you know, and it's like, <laughs> oh, this is what Mussolini would order every night, you know, and it was, you know, yeah. finger fingers yeah. from a tomato on a rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anything that yeah. good. And Caesar that- it really does get away with with gravitas, but you you know, that's a that's just ranch dressing, you know? Right. That these Fraser elites aren't admit to uh eating. Right. Dude, yeah. when Nevada Diner, Bloomfield, New Jersey, the right. year 1997. <laughs> Take us there, Greg. <laughs> yeah, I get to. I'm old enough finally to order like a meal that comes with a super salad, right? And so my mom's like, you know, you know, no kids meaning you for you now. You can get an adult. You can get the open face turkey sandwich. What a day, man. Very excited, right? Yeah. And I remember the day the waiter comes out to me and he goes, "What do you want? Super salad?" I said, "I'm gonna try a salad. That seems like an adult <laughs> meal." And then he goes, "Well, we got the bullshit mixed greens. <laughs> oh, you want it?" And we got a Caesar. And I remember being like, you give me the Caesar. That's a king. The mixed greens is better. It's it's more things. It's better dressings. Yeah. But you say Caesar and, you know, I, you know, you, you, you almost applaud for it. You're like, wait, for this price, I get the Caesar. (laughs) There's no upcharge, no upcharge on the Caesar. I get to feel the loose grasp of an emperor (laughs) through a salad, all but with a bit of shaved Parmesan. Uh, And you're giving this stuff. You're giving it to kids. 
my God, if you don't know, you don't know, you don't know the kind of rule I'm going to enforce in this town after I'm done with this salad. I even I, said to the waiter, I said, listen, if you start giving away the Caesar for free now, you can never go back to the upcharge. And they're like, there'll never be an upcharge. Well, you don't know what you have. You guys don't know. Ah, man, hopefully don't let word get out on this. Um, <laughs> But you're you're so right, man. The mixed greens has got everything going on in it. Seasoners working with three ingredients. They don't even make sense much together, to be honest with you. Right. Life I just life hack. You can get a Caesar salad the same price as a regular salad. And this restaurant doesn't even know it yet. They're gonna be out of business in a month giving away Caesar salads. And what a moral dilemma you find yourself in as a young man to go to go, hey, I wanna keep this going. Or do I tell the Nevada diner? <laughs> what do I do here? Yeah. God. Also, the Nevada diner being like, if you know, if you if you like, you want cuisine, you got to know what it's like out there in Nevada. <laughs> you know, Nevada, the famed famed delicacy world of I don't know Las Vegas. What they got? Uh, uh, Clams Casino. They didn't even serve Clams Casino. But Nevada. Oh, also, I'm sorry, Anthony, to no, no, to double no. down. Don't Nevada diner. Down, also known for their seafood, which is a little, it's a little risque. Sure. They were like, Nevada, we got the best seafood. Uh, Nevada, notoriously landlocked state. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know what was happening there. Yeah, we plucked these out of a river. That's where <laughs> we got the best seafood. We got, we got the best trout found in, there's a big lake in Nevada. What is that lake called? If only Mike were in here. Nevada. Yeah, I believe it's in Nevada. Lake. You call James. It's one of the biggest lakes there is, man. Um, no, man, Lake Superior. That's the biggest lake. Lake Superior Lake. Yeah, Lake Superior decided upon the name before seeing other lakes. And that's the problem with Lake Superior. Lake Superior jumped off the ledge and went, I'm Lake Superior. And <laughs> Lake Erie, there are bigger ones than Lake Superior, and they're also humbler, to say the right. least. Um, and they just. They, it, very similar to the Caesar salad. Much mm. better salads. Much higher priced, oh. claiming they're the king. Yeah. Very similar to uh, Lake Superior. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. You're 100% right. Yeah, Nevada Diner. Uh, I don't know that Vegas really has a cuisine, um, you know? People, yeah, I know. They, buffets, I would imagine, that's like the Vegas cuisine. I think a Vegas cuisine is much like going to Epcot, where it's the cuisine of the world in one place. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Tr you know, the, the, you know the, yes. Well, it's a buffet. Yeah, just kind of like you're saying. <laughs> yeah. 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 So uh, in some ways, then Nevada Diner ain't so far off because no. they do offer everything. It's a diner. Yeah. So to name yourself the Nevada Diner is to capture the cuisine of Vegas, which mm. is the option to get a sunny side egg with a broiled swordfish all in <laughs> one go. <laughs> Man, can I uh, pivot to something I want to ask you? Or yeah, I forgot oh, where we were going originally that we decided to talk about Caesar salad for the podcast. Minutes. Yeah. So um, actually, if you wanted to know, if you've never been seen heard this podcast, if you want to know what the podcast is, it's this. It's what you it? just sat through. Um, it's me, Greg Stone, uh, Brendan Ayer, who's not here because he's with child. Three. Wow, just uh, say it there. That's what we were talking about. That's what we were talking about. Oh, here comes Mike, man. With the win. Nevada Diner. Yeah, Nevada. it's just the website. Of the That's a great diner. Nevada Diner, man. Their their menu. They've really upped their game in terms of a website. This looks great. Hmm. Um, well, we yeah. were going there. They didn't have a website. No, they didn't have a website. No, no way. Half the menus were laminated. Not even all of them. No. Yeah. It's yeah. Sundays, they, they put out the laminated menus. But for the Dude. week, on a waiter's hand. <laughs> <laughs> Nevada Diner, man, that was when my mom was like, we're going out. Mm. You know, when my mom was like, we're going, where are we going? 
we're going to Nevada Diner. That was big. This is very local. This is very much for if you're ever in Bloomfield, All New right. Jersey, check out the Nevada Diner. Yeah. There, you're see that's your family. I think it's it's odd. Well, not odd, but like it's like yeah, my family is odd. Well, sure, both their families are odd. Um, but I was gonna say like my family. I'm not. Sh- I think we 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 presented as if having more money mm-hmm. probably had less money than your family. But if we were going out, man, we were going out. I mean, you're going out. Jesus we were, Christ. Yeah, we were we were going out to places we did not belong and made it clear how much we didn't belong by how loud we were at those places. <laughs> see, it's it's see that when we go with the money, it's very hard to know who had more money only because my mom probably had a significantly well right. better paying job. <laughs> right. But also, I do believe a crippling gambling addiction. <laughs> right, right, so we right. I mean, and which she won't admit to. So we don't know if it's true. <laughs> But right. it just never made sense why we lived in the South End like heathens, which I did find out this weekend. The house we lived in, we we didn't realize how small all the houses were because we lived yeah. in such small houses. Mm-hmm. Turns out they were all built for these people who worked in the factories for Westinghouse. Oh, so they were like, sense. that's why there was all these like little tiny houses that were like our kitchen was super small because it was for these pretty much slaves right. that worked in these these uh, the, they were working in a factory that made parts of the nuclear bomb. Right. They were import like to, hoping to house like 12 imported German engineers <laughs> like yeah. all living under one roof. Yeah. Day in and day out. They just worked on the bomb. That's all they yeah. did. You know, they just smoked cigarettes. They barely <laughs> ate vegetables. They were on top of each other and they they just worked on the bomb. Yeah. yeah. Day in, day out on the Because like the north end where you lived was more like people had like grass and houses were plucked yeah. out and going all types of different cat, not catacombs, but what are those things called? Like, you know, those streets that have like endings, cul de sacs, cul de sacs and shit. Yeah. We lived on a grid because it was clearly like, <laughs> right, we need 300 people to live in this small amount of, you know, area and we're going right. to put a strip club right in the middle to keep them happy. <laughs> yeah, you got to keep these, man, these Germans are away from their wives and girlfriends. <laughs> you got to keep them going back to the factory. You're 100% right, man. That thing was set up to keep a bunch of scientists entertained. <laughs> my mom tells me a story the guy who lived in our house before us was a big mob guy which we didn't Uh i didn't she just told me this this weekend big mob guy um also i got a shout out to tita she knew we couldn't talk about politics all weekend when i went so tita went with a ton of questions and just interviewed my mom so she was like how'd you meet george what was it like moving in it was awesome it was like kind of i learned all this cool shit my mom told me the air heater wouldn't work she had like a, a fan that like you know goes over an oven mm-hmm. and it, could, it kept rattling and so she opened it and a gun fell out and she, <laughs> and she had this wow. gun yeah and she called the police she was like i found a gun and the cop came and was like do you know the, the, when did you move in and there she was like oh, a week ago and she was like yeah this is Vinny's. like <laughs> all the cops knew who lived there he was some mob guy all wow. types of weird shit yeah Wow, yeah. you think the cops were like, "Yeah, you're probably gonna find other stuff too." <laughs> uh, <laughs> Maybe don't renovate anything. Yeah, don't open up the floorboards. <laughs> <laughs> got all that dirt in the backyard. Get, don't dig in any of that. Yeah, let the dog get to it. <laughs> don't you touch it. That's all. Your house is basically evidence. <laughs> I, I only do this Chicago voice for a cop. I know it's, it's I not know. Chicago and Bloomfield. It's not a. It's not for new. It's not a Jersey accent, but you know, it's it's. I all most cops like I picture from being from Chicago, so they kind of have that tone to them. Um, Yeah, that's wild, man. Wow, that's so I want. 
Yeah. So I want to ask you a question. This might be shitty. I don't know who who would do such a move that I'm about to do, hmm, but I want to see fun. if you want to do. I want to call this the uh, the uh, the Great Greg trade, right? <laughs> Where I want to make you a trade. <laughs> okay. I want to trade you. So I had purchased you an action figure back so in the day. You froze up. Oh, I froze up. Okay. Am I still frozen? Am I Can still frozen? Uh, no, it was like a little. No, you're not oh, okay. frozen. No, no, you're good. It was a I'm little good? synthesized, so I don't think I caught right. everything. So what I want to say is I want to do the yes. great Greg trade where Greg tries to trade you something for something I had given to you that I feel like your gift. I feel like you didn't love the gift enough. <laughs> so I'd like to try to. Now, I think All you right. like the gift. I think it's probably leaving it in a six, maybe yeah. at a seven. But I think what I have I've just, got one in my back pocket for you as well. I just thought of it, but go ahead, please. Okay. So I want to trade, but I don't want, maybe I do a blind trade. I want to say, I want to trade the Gamorrean guard, which I gave you. <laughs> Man, I knew you were going to bring him up. Yeah. Jeez, but I, I think, huh? Go ahead. Yes. So Keep I want to know if you want to make the deal where I trade, try to upgrade your present. Uh, very similar along the same lines, interesting, interesting. but that's someone I think you may enjoy more. Okay. You, and now you can say yes or no. And depending on that, I'm going to show you what it is and you can be happy or sad with the decision. This is, uh, it's rare that I take, it's rare that I gamble, right? Um, it is a gamble, but there's not money involved. So I think it's all right to do this. Now I do have affection for the Gamorrean guard. He right. has been sitting in, uh, his box, Yes. Ironically, this guard probably guards a prison housed in a prison of plastic <laughs> for the whole time of Adam. Uh, and I've grown quite fond of him as just a staple on my desk. But uh, right. I'd love to see what else you got in store. I'll trade the Gamorrean guard. All You're right. going to make the trade. Now, I'll, this, up. I'll tell you this. This could either be a big win or a big loss for you. <laughs> a big <laughs> win or a big loss. But here we go. <laughs> I said this to you before we do this reveal. What if I, if I just said no, the whole thing falls apart? So well, then I show you, and then you go. Oh, I wanted that. Oh, okay. Or maybe no, no. you don't. I'm taking. I'm. I. I'll. I'll, I'll trade in the Gomorian Garden and see what I got. Some will say this is a fun game. You do your old your old presence trades to see if you get something good or bad. Yeah. This is a fun game. I think. Yeah. Maybe, all right. Maybe, maybe we think about marketing this one too. Uh, <laughs> all right. Now you ready? Mm -hmm. You made the trade for Jar Jar. Great. Jar Jar. <laughs> it's a great. That's a great trade. I've already got a Jar Jar Binks mask. I can put this in with the collection, <laughs> and I can start to assemble a Jar Jar wing, Binks <laughs> wing in my home. <laughs> like you do the accent. I don't know if you love Jar Jar more than a Gamora. And I'll listen. I'll, do, do you think you won or you lost in the trade for the Gamorian guard for a new Jar Jar Binks figure? I think I won. Uh, if the, the more Jar Jar Binks in my life, the better. Um, and I think we talked about this on the last time we were on Bobby's. Like you, you know, Jar Jar Binks. Now I, you know, if you if you take the prequels as like, uh, you know, who gives a they're, shit? Who they're not so much as riding on, not so much as on the line with them. Right. Jar Jar is great, man. He's up there. He's a he's a three PO type character, and that's my favorite Star Wars character. I love no, I love Jar Jar Binks. I like I said, I got the mask. I now can hold the toy. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, great. This is do you think he'll open him, or do you think he'll also sit in a cage of plastic? Probably plastic. Um, <laughs> I'd like to keep him moc, my man. Yeah, oh, that's horrible. Mint on card for the community. Yeah, for the community, bro. Shout Do it for the culture. Community for the culture. <laughs> oh man oh right. dude 
Yeah, so that was it. So I wasn't sure if you wanted to do the trade or not. I also don't know if I wanted to do the trade. Well, but I thought it was a fun thing to do for the podcast. No, it's a very fun trade. Let me do. I got a trade of my own. I just thought I got. I got. I got some right. stuff handy. Um, I'd, I'd also like to say that ninety percent of America would be horrified at the trade that was just made. Well, ninety percent Star Wars fans, probably. But yeah, you know, not you. I know you. Yeah, and he's in good hands. Here's the thing, Jar Jar Binks. Let me get all the Jar Jar Binks stuff for everyone. Let me wipe him off the map for you. You know, yeah. you know where he is. It also could be noted that I could have just given you this figure next Christmas or for another birthday or for free. Yeah, but that's not as much fun. No, I like the trade up sort of thing. So we'll now years back. All I right. got you uh, Malcolm Gladwell's book. Um, yes. Uh, if they were giants uh, uh, on the backs of giants or the like giants that. of men. It's something that the, 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 something that has to do with David and Goliath. I, yes. I really liked it when I read it. I thought you would really enjoy it. Yeah, but you see, there's a there's a there's an Achilles heel. My you you did something that a lot of people. Now I can't say whether it's a good or not good book or not, as I have read no books. So the idea of, I mean, look, the idea of giving me a book really was just giving me shame on my life, knowing that I. Would never be able to read it as it is so hard for me to just sit and yeah. read with. But now that I'm taking the Adderall, I'm starting to read. I'm starting to do stuff. So it's like it's very possible that I'll love this book if I could ever get around to it. Um, you know what I mean? But yeah, maybe this trade. You have a trade now. Well, I've got a trade, but I've only I only have what's at my disposal. Um, so which also that- like note not in your home. So. <laughs> Keep that in mind. Yeah. Right. Keep that in mind as to what might be in arm's reach for me. Um, okay. That you can trade this Malcolm Gladwell book that I kind of get now. Getting you that book is like it's, it's cruel. You know, right. it's like me getting you a a twelve foot hoop. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Do that. right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, blind guy. Here's a set of watercolors. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> yeah. Or me yeah. just getting you a Jar Jar Binks. We both got each other gifts of things that we kind of wanted for ourselves. Yeah. Oh, you're saying you kind of wanted the Malcolm Gladwell book. No, I'm saying I kind of wanted Jar Jar Binks. Oh, <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Well, all right. So keep in mind, you can trade up. You okay. Can keep that Malcolm Gladwell book. Like you're saying, you've been on Adderall. You may be able to read it now for the first right. time, or you could trade up for what's at my fingertips here and not in my home on a dresser. That is a right. You're really setting this up. Now here's, <laughs> let me tell you my thinking here. The thinking is, one, I really do like the book, and I'd like to try to read it. You gave me such a great recommendation. Man, I'd love to read it. Right. But I love <laughs> to keep the podcast moving. So <laughs> that's the thing. You've kind of painted me into a corner. Yeah. Uh, also, knowing that it's not going to be a trade-up. Um, whatever you have over there is what you have at your fingertips, and I don't think it's anything I've ever asked for or wanted. <laughs> as it's just things laying in the office that may or may not even be yours, as you're not in your own home. Uh, maybe for the sake of julia's cousin i will say i'm not going to trade up as i don't want you to steal from them damn man well i hate to say you missed out because little did you know my wallet is on the dresser i knew it i knew it was it your wallet let me see how much cash is in there what's up how much cash no cash but separate credit cards with very large spending amounts and i'd be allowed to spend those credit cards <laughs> yeah or you'd cancel it as soon as you i just get a day through your bank accounts it's gonna give you 24 hours with my capital one card <laughs> But it's like supermarket sweep. <laughs> yeah, man. My credit score is not that high because I bought my first credit card at 38. Sure. But um, you as you 24 hours of my Capital One account, they did just increase my limit. So you could have had a pretty you could have had a shopping spree. 
Well, I would argue that my credit is the worst credit, and my limit is upwards of $250. So I'm sure you're doing better than me. So either way, it's significantly more than the Malcolm Gladwell book. <laughs> you know how many Malcolm Gladwell books you could have bought? Well, I'd probably say 20. Probably. Yeah, he's 10 to $15 each. Yeah, he don't come cheap, man. That guy's a, he's a popular <laughs> author. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, but yeah, was good. the the trade up game is good. Uh, that reminded me when you said the when but you said the thing about your find your mom finding the gun tumbling out of the oven. Yeah. What did she find any other things like in places or was that it? Dude, we had two very weird things. One was in my garage. I don't know if I ever told you about this or mentioned it. In my garage, George's shit was all in there. Like he had right. a bunch of like weird tools, but painted under the thing since it was there was this weird Grim Reaper walking down into some steps which seemed to be like hell oh my god yeah and it was painted again in this secret attic we had like a secret attic in the roof of our garage which yeah. i didn't realize there was a little hole on it which george finally told me was it was a peephole so that people could hide in the garage attic lock it from above and look down to see if anyone was down there and we wow. don't live in Nazi Germany. This was not people hiding from the Nazis. This was people hiding from the police or other mobsters. Right. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's nuts, man. I never would have put that together as like, even as a concept, you know? I mean, I guess if you're just like in the world, you start to think along those lines. So you come to right. like that. But um, yeah, man, that's why I wonder, man, I wonder if they ever just were like, look, I, I'm not worried about the cops, but. Yeah, worry about my wife. You know what I mean? You think right. just like I want to see who's stealing the cookies. Kid says he's not doing it. I got a hunch here. But the cookies are not in the garage. They, like I said, this was an attic oh, the garage. In the garage. Right. So it was like the ceiling of the garage had like a drop door that you had to you almost the ladder would come down, oh. kind of, you know, and it had a peephole pointing down. So it was to escape into the garage mm. and then hide in this peephole, which as a kid, you see the people, you don't ever put it together what that would be. Sure. You just go, oh, all things. These are all things that just exist. Yeah. But George, the cop, was like, I know what this is for. Right. You know yeah, what I mean? You're 100% right. Like, that, like, that's the stuff, as a kid, you're like, oh, that's just part of the adult world. And I don't know why they have that stuff. They just have stuff like that. You know? Yeah. Like, there's yes. so much of what they do that's a giant mystery to me. Right. I don't, I don't even know why they wear belts. Right. So that just, it gets chalked up with more just adult <laughs> shit that they're doing that I'll never get. Um, the, the idea of belts doesn't even miss, still to this day make sense to me. Like how they yeah. work better than just pants. <laughs> like, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get the science that they work. I don't question it. Move on. I never thought too, when I first saw overalls, like that was the alternative to belts. Oh, right. Yeah. They just keep your pants up. Yeah, I just thought that was farmer stuff, you know? Right. I was like, oh, they're old barbers. Like, that's the uniform of an old barber or a wheat farmer. Yeah. Never that should have just been the, when the When the overall technology came out, people should have been like, this is what we do. This is just it now. Yeah. We're yeah, good. Belts, they're, they're so... Ah, they're they're so cumbersome. They're I just I hate confinement, and be belts is just another form of confinement. What I do think was funny though, as you were saying that, was like the mom and kid driving home. They pull into the garage, and the dad just falls down from the ceiling, dusts himself. <laughs> up, like, oh, good, you're not the cops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It like just go to school with the idea that like every family is like that. Yeah, yeah, sure. I also want to get back to belts real quick and see. I don't know why the rollerblade strap didn't take off. You know, I want to see pants that remember that rollerblading click strap. 
You know, oh, it was like that. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Give me those on my pants. You know what I mean? That'll like, stri- you know, tie them in. It's crazy that you have to. It's iPhones don't come with cases. I get mad. Belts right. should come with pants should come with belts. Pants should come with the technology to tighten. I don't yeah. know when they got in bed with big belt and we're like, <laughs> we'll keep it separate. You know what I mean? But every yeah, yeah. pair of pants. Now, finally, we're yeah. getting more stretch pants yes. and elastic waists. But it's like this should have been 1983 that this happened. Totally. I don't know why we were fighting elastic for so long. It works. Drawstrings. Yeah. Drawstrings. It's and it's it's so much better. I think I think maybe I, I don't think the technology was there to keep the string in. I think that would that would happen too often where like the string would just pop out and then you were just kind of left with these like cloth tubes to put your legs in that would just that yeah. would just fly down your legs at any um, anytime you move. But um yeah, the, the going back to the belt thing. Oh, and the rollerblade thing. I think this is an interesting idea. Um, I got I got a twofold with this. Um, because that clicking, there's a lot of satisfaction I always got from like when you're when you're in there and tight. My only thing is that it was so fucking violent <laughs> that I, I think yeah. I don't I don't think you'd want to live through that every time you put it on a pair of pants. Right. Also, the noise it would make in a washing machine. <laughs> yeah. chick, 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 like it's like that is a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, that was always the thing because you would go like one. Mike put up a picture of uh, the the straps from rollerblade. Right, roller yeah. Um, because that was the thing. You would go like one tier in with the rollerblade, and you would be like, "All right, this." You know, you'd be like, "This is, I think, is going to be enough." But then you, yeah. then you would be like, "I got to go all the way to the end." Like, it's gonna my foot's it's gonna slice through my foot, <laughs> and then magically it wouldn't, and it would work, and you'd feel secure. But yeah. that moment was scary. I remember. Yeah. I remember having a clip that I couldn't get undone, and I was like, well, this rollerblade doesn't come off my foot now. Like, I got to get some kind of jaws of life to cut this thing off. Yeah. Normal scissors won't do. I have to go to the ER. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, can I ask you one more thing? Can I get back into something else? Or do you had a two-fold? Oh. You had a two-fold? Did you miss anything? No, you no, no, no. I had a both sides of the coin argument about the strap. That was all. I think this is a great story tip that I think that I'm about to touch in on because cool. I don't see a lot of this, but this old... these this. Having this like Grim Reaper walking to hell in the garage of them, you get a lot of Nazis who dealt in the dark arts, but you didn't right. get a lot of mobsters. I think that mm. might be a movie genre you want to like old <laughs> mobsters who were like, yeah, I'm trying to bring back Nosferatu, you know, to take out the chinks or whatever. I'm sorry. Uh, but you know, like, like that you're maybe, in character. He's I'm in, in character. Movie. I'm in character. But you get how these people were. Oh. You know, like Vinny Gagoni is trying to like, bring back the living dead, you know, oh. to take over, you know, old coffee, you know, like the right. Nazis were trying to get that next level by bringing back demons and shit. Why not the mob? I think my old, the people who lived in our house might've been doing that. <laughs> I see what you're saying. At first I didn't get it, but then I was like, Oh, right. You mean an Indiana Jones? Yes. Indiana <laughs> Jones, Hellboy. Like the Nazis are notorious oh, true, in movies true. for dealing in the dark arts, trying yeah. to bring demons back, trying to bring hell back on earth. Yeah. Hydra, all that shit. They're always dealing in crazy sciences. The mob just sticks with uh, rigging the McDonald's game. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Man, you know, give a little bit of credit to um, the mob. Uh, I, I thought you were going to say the Nazi. No, no, no. <laughs> you know, from what, you know, from just what I've we've pegged together from movies and like uh, just, uh, you know, how they're portrayed in the media and stuff like that. The small schemes. They're not ambitious. They know they sort of they they work within the confines yeah. of, you know, what they're not like to Nazis are like they know who they are. They know who they are. Nazis. Uh, Nazis also know who they are. But they're like, how do we get more evil? 
Well, that's the thing. The Nazis, I want to argue that they didn't know. They, they were shooting for the stars and they almost won. They almost took over the world. Yeah. So if you're almost taking over the world, you might be like, fuck it. Try to bring back Satan. You know, like we got most right. of the world. We we have like, it's kind of like when your government is doing well, that's when you start doing shit like free college, free, you know, right. like, you know, when you all, when you take over Poland and almost all of Europe, you're like, fuck it, put some money into uh, Beelzebub, you know, or, you know, put <laughs> right, some, right. you know, like, yeah. let's see if we can get bones to walk. You know what I mean? <laughs> let's do magic spells and shit. Uh, yeah. witches, get some witches on the payroll. Yeah. Yeah. Italians were just like, we'd like a couple Cadillacs in the driveway. Right. And Nazis were like, we're looking to physically move hell a plane. <laughs> well, you know, I hate to be a now I'm, re- I'm remembering something here mobsters also notoriously like there are very like a what is it superstitious you know they give you the malokia italians they give you the stink eye Mm -hmm. you're damned for a million years you know what i mean so it was like maybe that's who my ex the guy lived in my like i don't know man i'd like the idea of a mobster kind of being like hey you know maybe we uh put a curse on uh on a jimmy vinnie jimmy maluzzi you know get his man i'd say this man he's getting laughed out of the restaurant (laughs) if he brings that up you really think, I mean, we grew up in North Jersey, Italian yeah. guys. And if you even, if you mentioned that you like, if you're just like, hey, you know, it's a pretty okay sport, soccer, <laughs> you would get, you'd get cremated for that. I Dude, can't imagine a guy bringing up witchcraft as an idea. Dude, the one mobster who comes to the dinner and then, the, you know, mobster one opens his jacket and there's a gun. Mobster two opens and there's just a little stick. And he's like, what is that? He goes, he got a fucking wand, you know, and then he, he turns the head of family into a bunch of snakes. And it's right. like, hey, maybe I'll get a little respect, but, you know, no one's going to stick with this guy. Also, too. Yeah. And to what you're saying about superstition, like they um, there is like a part of them that very much like believes in like a mysticism. Yeah. So I, I think they wouldn't want to conjure the day. You know what I mean? Like right, they're right. Like, very afraid of it. They're very afraid. The dead, like that's a you respect the dead. You're right. You know, they're. Yeah. We don't know where they're living. We just know okay. that they're to not be messed with. Let them be wherever <laughs> yeah. they are. In also, peace. when you're someone putting a lot of innocent people on the ground, you don't want them coming yeah. back to get you. You yeah. know what I mean? You're you don't not. want these people knocking on your doors. Yeah, you're not. That's why there's that like great scene in The Sopranos where Polly Walnuts <laughs> he goes to like I don't know why like he's at like a psychic he's like a group psychic meeting or yeah. something and he like throws the ch- he throws a chair at the air. Right. And he's right. like, you sight, you, you like, you know, because they're like haunted by what right. they've done. Um, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would also have wanted to make a quick amendment to what I just said is I had sure. just said that uh, the, you know, the, uh, the Italians had put a lot of innocent people in the ground right, right. Uh, as if maybe the Nazis haven't. Uh, but I would argue that maybe the Nazis did a lot worse according, than the Italian mob. Totally. According <laughs> to the history books, substantially worse. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, just like understand, you know, we're talking straight for an hour. We're not going to get everything right here. Right. Um, yeah. Sometimes you miss giant loopholes yeah. in your thought process. <laughs> but there's something there about the Italians are more superstitious with the with, uh, you know, the, with heavens and earth and God and religion. Whereas I don't know that the Nazis were. Also, the Nazis weren't really conjuring demons. It's just from movies I've seen. Yeah, that is. Bi- it's all based on Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> but you know, I, I don't know. I don't. I'm not. Oh, and Hellboy. You. But there are in movies. It's weird though, man. Like, because enough movies were made with that connection that you're like, I don't know, was it real? You know what I mean? Right. Right. Hey, right. man. If there's smoke, there's fire. You know, kind of thing. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Mike, can you look? But, uh, I know this is crazy. Can you just do a Google search to see if the Nazis actually did try to do any of that? Because I do know, I mean, like Mengele, you know, and this is a horrifying thing, but true. I did read a thing about how he tried to like attach wings to yes. like people and do weird shit like that, which is really fucked up. So it's not that far fetched that, you know, you know, the 40s, they might have believed in some of that shit, you know, so they might have yeah. tried witchcraft. Well, yeah, also too, like they're like we we're saying, like, they're they weren't scared you know they weren't scared right. of a higher power like they to them they were like we are the higher power we'd like to invite a higher power so they could join we're offering our hand right you know what i mean right, right. whereas like other people were like i'm terrified of the devil and the supernatural the nazis were like bring them on bring, bring them, them on, on. we'll make them part of the reichstag <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean they yeah, really I thought who they were well, I, that's the thing, though. You know, I think because Hitler, as one of these horrible uh, dictators, taker overers people, sure. he was one of the only that I can think of, and correct me if I'm wrong, which I probably am, who wasn't looked upon as like a god. You know, like even Trump to some degree is looked upon as like a little bit like, well, I guess definitely culty. I don't know that he's looked upon as like a god, but a lot of these like, you know, people who've taken over the world were looked upon as like bigger than life. You, yeah. you know kim jong-un sure well if I you don't know. frame yourself it's like um you know if you frame yourself as a magical being it's a lot easier for people to follow you um right. i don't i don't know enough about the uh the folklore that hitler was infusing about himself in his speeches right i, I would Im i would imagine there was some in there or he just railed against um uh, the Jews as as a meaning of like why the Germans were right. doing well as the people. I'm not I'm not sure. I mean, obviously, we know with Trump, like Trump says, I mean, I think uh, some <laughs> we were talking about someone sent me like a list of Trump's like 10 lies. One right. of them that was like he was like voted the most handsome man in Michigan. Like it was like <laughs> something, something completely outrageous <laughs> that he just got away with in the beginning. Like <laughs> He did that real handsomest man in Michigan. I, I don't think it's that, but it's like something. It's not too far off what I'm well, saying. He did say Yankees asked him to throw out the first pitch and he denied it. And they were like, dude, we, we, I, I mean, I'll check. I'll check. But I'm the guy who would do that. And I didn't do that. Right. Which is like, wow, man. He, he definitely took pages from the Kim Jong Un. Um, like, I've never defecated playbook. Right. Um, Mike has an answer to the oh, thing. Uh, if we can if we can cut into lead correspondent Mike Suarez Please. with uh, Nazi um, <laughs> with our Nazi knowledge. The short Michael, are you there, Michael? I'm here. You're a little low, Mike. A little low, little low, Mike. How about oh, now? Yelled. That's better. There we go. Okay. The short answer is uh, not really. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. Oh. Uh, there were some that were kind of into it, but not like they portray in movies and things. They weren't like gathering people and doing spells. They were like, hey, that's kind of neat. It was more like that. <laughs> well, I think that answer is what I need. Like, I don't want the answer of, yes, they found the devil. Because, uh, I mean, I, that clearly they didn't. But, I mean, even the idea that they put any money into the dark arts to me, that's a yes. Did they do that, Mike? Or no? Uh, nothing officially. No. No. no there was no. Yeah, no official. No government programs, no, like, there was a, like, Himmler was like, oh, I'll read a book about that. Right, so that but they weren't sure. setting aside money. Sure, they weren't sure. like, we're going to use any Deutschmarks to the sorcery unit. Right. Right. No no right. real evidence saying that. Right. Oh, yeah, that's a little disappointing. I choose yeah. to not believe that. I choose, not that you're saying you're <laughs> wrong, I choose to go on thinking that they, they did have 
a um a, a secret group of people who were working directly for Satan. Right. Hollywood's version. And, yes. and America had a Hellboy to fight. <laughs> I believe Hellboy was real. I just choose to believe Hellboy was real if that's okay. Well, well I mean, it makes, I mean, yeah, I, I can understand the connection where they were just like, hey, man, these people, these people are so evil. They might, they might be friends with the devil. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Right. You know, yeah. Yeah, a, a lot of their research was how to use it against people's existing superstitions. Oh, okay. Like lies to combat lies. Exactly. It's like, yeah. oh, th these these are uh, Christian people who are afraid of the devil, so we're going to tell them the devil's going to get them. That kind of I, see, right. I, see, not, I see. Not raising virgins to drink their milk, you know, <laughs> yeah, on a moonlit right. moon under the screaming yeah. of a howl with a bunch of dog bones. Can I say, yeah, poor, that was not devil related when they did that. Yeah. Yeah. Can I say, the poor moon. It's you know, it just, it's an innocent character in all these stories and it just becomes an affecting piece to uh, change someone from like a, a virgin into a demon. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah. out there. You know what happened there. And I can explain what happened was someone was like, what are these goddamn werewolves you're talking about? Right. And the guy sitting outside is like, they're manatee and the bees. He goes, there's a flaw. When do they turn? And the guy just went, looked up to the sky and went, <laughs> saw a full moon and went, when the moon is out. And the guy was like, you wrote that? And he was like, yeah, I wrote it last night. Not just now. And clearly that's what happened. He looked at this guy, saw a full moon, threw it in the lore. Haven't we all done that? Yeah. True. All right. I'll give you that. Oh, um, give it to me. I don't say anything. You're the one saying it. I'm giving it to you. Uh, we had a um. What's up? You get a text message? What? Are you, I don't know why you're ducking. Looking at what are you looking at? Mike has told us the time. I just want to make you know. I don't know. Oh, we're forty-one twenty-one. You can always see the time at the top left. There's a uh, red <laughs> picker that says live. Okay, all right. Yeah, he I did just, tell us the time about. I don't know. I would say twenty minutes ago. So you're looking at old time. Okay. Are you having a hard time getting through? We have more no, things to talk I'm about. I'm not having a hard time getting through. I just want to make sure that we got enough uh, gas in the tank to keep going. But I, you know, I think we're fine at this pace. I'm not concerned. Yeah, I got gas. So um, what, were you what was I saying? Yes. Oh, I was going to ask you because you had a we had a bunch of things to talk about, and we got into none of them so far. Um, one was yes, Great. Brendan is having a baby. He had a baby. Baby's <laughs> yeah. looking good. Everyone's looking good. Yeah. Um, and he's on a maternity leave right now. Yeah. Because as we know, and the Rad Dude cast will say, the man in the relationship has to do everything. So we gave Brendan as much time as he needs yeah. while Amy does whatever nothing she's up to. Yeah. Hopefully Amy can go back to work soon. Um, <laughs> soon as possible, I'd say. And let, you know, because Brendan's got to do so much. It's, uh, I mean, first of all, he's got to hear all Amy's stories. No, brother. And if you know how women like to gab about nothing, good grief <laughs> is a man in for it. Um, but yeah, Brendan is on uh, aforementioned maternity leave, uh, healthy baby girl. And if you want the name, no chance in hell. No chance He's in hell. Keeping that thing private. Although I think he did mention it on his Instagram post. So yeah, let him tell. I don't know how much yeah. to spoil. Let him. He's going to want to come and tell the whole well, thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's He's going to come on and want to tell his baby story. We're like, we already told it last episode. We're ready to move on. He'll <laughs> <laughs> be, so, be so mad. <laughs> yeah, no, no. That's going to be a full episode that I'm sure people will want to hear. Um, yeah, Brendan has baby. Uh, I'm still in Cincinnati. Greg. Um, I don't know what's new with Greg, man. <laughs> I got, I got some. I want to talk about the sketch I had to do today, which I thought was really funny. Okay, yeah. Uh, I had to wake up 
uh, to do a sketch. We had the meeting at 930. So I had to wake up at seven in the morning. So I'm dying. Um, mm. But my character, as it always is, I play this Italian r- rambunctious guy who's like <laughs> obnoxious. And what was so funny is that we had to film this thing in a barbershop that was still operating. So there was people getting their haircut two chairs over. And I kid you not, the people getting their haircuts were the character I was playing. So <laughs> I literally at one point was like, as like, hey, hey, you know, I'm like talking to fucking Joe or whatever. And I'm like, hey, Joe, you know, I, you know, I don't like that they moved in. Right. Or whatever. I hear. Oh, I go. One of the lines I had was even that funny of a line. I go, you know, Tommy, huh? <laughs> you, you, it's so true, man. You get the same character every single time, every single time, just this like. Guy. Uh, can you be racist in a tank top? Great. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm playing that guy, and a line I do is I go, uh, hey, uh, you know Jimmy Sh- like you know Jimmy Shemansky? And then Liz is like, um, yeah, maybe. And I'm like, yeah, he died in nineteen eighty seven, you know, and he's like, clearly he couldn't have known him, but Joe just has to agree to all of it. Right. Two minutes later, we hear a guy going, you know old Tommy Ban- Bananooch. <laughs> and the and the bark and the haircutting guy is like yeah yeah sure of course you know and i'm like that line just happened over here like <laughs> i was doing it as a joke that guy did it for real at one point the guy goes i thought that was so hilarious he goes hey what are they filming over there right and the guy is like i don't know <laughs> and he goes i wonder if it's called uh swallowed a bunch of nuts and i was like <laughs> yeah i mean i was like started dying like the guy was being who I was as a joke. Right, and I yeah. was like, man, I'm not exaggerating enough. I need to really, to make this not real, I need to fucking amp this up a little bit. Where was the bar? It was a barbershop in Queens? Uh, 44th and 10th. Oh, uh, oh so wow. Was, no, yeah, it was in Manhattan. And it was uh, like old school, the two old guys. And yeah. I also tell you this a fun fact about this. Uh, it was like two old uh, guys. And uh, the the patrons were very like classic cop Italian guys. Right. The two guys who came in, guy was like, "I want to be in the movie," <laughs> and it was like, "Dude, it's you." Uh, all right. Um, you think they would do a movie like this, man? Right. No. Also, um, too, man, like you, you think you're gonna stay on script? <laughs> you know, Look, you, we don't have a script, and you are not staying on that non-script anyway. Yeah, there's no way you're not gonna be like, ah, Yankees haven't been good since Jeter is gay." Yeah. So what movie was ever like, ah, did you know uh Paulie Walnuts was just a guy who was there and we just put him in, you know? Like that is not how acting works. That is not how anything works. Anyone yeah, just be in it. Yeah, let me be in it. I'm good. It's so I trust funny. it. You're in it. It's so funny, like a tough guy saying like what a little kid would. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he's basically yeah. like, I want to play too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really. So Fun fact about this. Uh, another thing here is I had a hard time doing the sketch because mm. one, I have to play legitimately a character that is making fun of the people 50 feet away. Yeah. So I was like, this is weird. You know, like you I'm doing like a dick. Yeah. I just seem like an asshole. And, they don't, and I'm, they don't know. It's not your idea. Well, I just kept the whole, the accent going when the cameras were off too. So uh, they just thought play. it was a documentary, right. you know, or uh, maybe it's a serious movie, not really uh, making fun of the movie. <laughs> right 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 uh, i go i have to take a shit i take a shit there no toilet paper so i had half a napkin in my pocket that i had to use and i had to perform a with this uncomfortableness of the italian people 3d feet away and covid happening and, and being a little weird For also sure. complete <laughs> itchy, shitty bottom that i had to like just deal with 
And at the end, the director was like, hey, let's go get coffee. And I was like, I need to go home right now. <laughs> I need to go home right now and wash my bottom. Yeah. Just like, no, let's go to the Gap. <laughs> get me new underwear. Um, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Those moments, I was like, in those moments, I find I've always become like, uh, like a Bear Grylls type where I'm looking oh, at right. anything and I'm just like, what can be used here? What can I eat? What can, what can possibly be used to wipe myself? Um, you know, it's like I don't know, man. You have any scotch tape? And uh, I'll I'll get we can we can tape up all the hair on the floor, and then we can we can put together some kind of surface that could wipe me up. Dude, I talked to somebody. I went to Sacred Heart for a year. It was a right. it was a Catholic school for one year. I went. Um, did I ever tell you why? Do you know why I went to Catholic school for a year? Uh. Um, check the principal athletic the- scholarship. Yeah, no, they don't do athletic <laughs> scholarships in third grade. Yeah, you kicked the principal, right? Second grade, yeah, there was a fight. Yeah. I broke up the fight. They tried to put me in detention. I said, I'm not going to go because I did nothing wrong. All I did was break up a fight. Principal says, I'm going to pick you up. I said, if you pick me up, I'll kick you. Picks me up. <laughs> I kick him. Uh, uh, I called him an old fart man, which is on my permanent record. Um, and then I called Miss Walker a bitch. <laughs> there was this teacher, Miss Walker, came in wow, as the old fart man. For the brunt of it, huh? Well, he walked away with old fart man. She called like, him a bitch. <laughs> well, when she, you call someone an old fart man, you go, right. that wasn't good. I really got to make up for it on the True. next one. And then she comes in. She's like, you better listen. I went, fuck you, bitch. And they're like, yeah. whoa. And I was like, all right, too little on the first one, too far on the second. Yeah. The, the third guy will find the middle. I'll find it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll get there. <laughs> uh, so they put me in. So my, I didn't, they didn't put me. I got suspended for two days and or three days or a week. And my mom was like, I'm putting you in Catholic school for a year. So me, my brother and sister all went to Catholic school for a year. Um, and I talked to someone from that Catholic school like right before COVID happened. And it was kind of like made me mad. But she was like, yeah, Greg, remember we went to Catholic school? You used to wipe your nose all over the inside of your tie. And I did. But I thought that was a thing only I knew because I would turn the tie around, kind of like you're saying with the Bear Gliss thing. Right, I would right. turn the tie around and I would just wipe my nose with the tie, flip it, and I'm like, this thing is great. It's it, it's a. That's I, what think it's that's, yeah, I think it's an invention. I think that this is, you could just blow your nose on your tie and you don't have to worry about having to carry napkins around. You just hang from your neck. Yeah, that's fun. Then you start to see, like, that's why they wear them up there. <laughs> that's why they're wearing them up there. There's a. These are right. Just, these are these are booger wipers. I I get this, and um, uh, no, totally. I actually think you're in the right. She's in the wrong, and um, yeah, you were just you were being creative. Um, you know they don't keep tissue boxes on desks, and you get <laughs> boogers. What do you do? Like they set kids up for these moments mm-hmm. of embarrassment, and then act like it's the kid's fault. Do you know what right. I mean? It's yeah. Like, yeah, you don't give kids tissues. You give them nothing. They have boogers. They're in the middle of class freaking out. They have a mouth underneath. They yeah. want to get rid of this thing. So there's no evidence. They go, I'll just eat the booger. And then they're seen doing that. And people go, shame on you. It's like, no, yeah. shame on you for not providing anything for us. Dude, you remember how I was telling you about that kid? Even a who- glass cup <laughs> on a desk. Yeah, there should be an entire section of those things. Also, no kid. If a kid says he has to go to the bathroom, yeah, just let him go. You know, you know who? If he's cutting class, who gives a shit? It's better than him having a boner and not knowing what to do. (laughs) You know, like let him go. No, no, the wood block isn't here. 
Yeah. <laughs> so you have to live in shame at your desk. Yeah. And then here's the other thing too. And then I think years later, you know, the uh the public wonders why like uh people love dominatrixes and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I don't know, you've been punishing people cruelly for years. Why wouldn't they seek that out as adults? Do you remember I was talking on this podcast saying that there was a kid I went to school with who peed his pants and I was like, he'll always be remembered yes. as the peed his pants kid. It's funny because talking to that girl, I realized who I was, which not only was the booger kid, but mm. she even said it as an adult. She was like, yeah, you used to freak out all the time because I had a really bad temper back then. Right, and and the, that everyone in that class, it was a hard year for me. Everyone right. was so sure. mean to me. Sure. They didn't like public school kids and the teacher was like really shitty too. So like, I just got in trouble for everything. Right. I told you that at the time the kid was like the only other kid who was my friend was this black kid who came from a public school. And then we were, we were friends. And then one day he, he was like, what'd you say, Greg? And I was like, I didn't say anything. And he was like, we're going to fight. And I was like, we're going to fight. And then That's all sad. of the kids pushed the desks aside. Like they all planned it. Everyone knew <laughs> he was going to fight me. And I didn't right. know they pushed all the desks aside. He came at me. I I'm a maniac. Unfortunately, right. uh, sure. you know, I grabbed him and just like threw him, whatever. Right. And then everyone blamed me. So they took me out of class, put me in a separate class with myself when I was like the sweetest, most innocent, right. sweetest kid. Um, yeah. Anyway, what I found out was I was known as the kid who was the raging psychopath <laughs> because I flipped a desk um, when I was there. The teacher was like, how come you don't know how to multiply? Because we didn't do multiplication yet in second grade, but they had done it there. And I went, I don't know. And she said something about stupid for me. It was like, yeah. If you said the word stupid around me, it was my Marty McFly chicken moment. Right. And I went, I'm not stupid. <laughs> and I flipped the desk and yeah. I don't want to say her name, but Carrie, I'm not going to say her, for her last name. You know who she is. Uh, she's from oh, our high school. Sure. Yeah, I know. I'm still hating. I still dislike her for this. Was so shitty about like, yeah, I used to really flip out. Greg used to flip out. And I'd be like, well, I'm better than you on every count. You believe in God. That's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No. Take it on that. Take it on that ride down. Uh. Yeah. It was a ride down that year. That was like I hated. Third grade was the worst. If she's a good Christian. She'll. She'll have. Uh, she should repent for her earlier behavior. Dude, um, there was the shit. They were all these Catholics, but they were all horrible people. Yeah, they were I think Christians. It was like well, I think that's a thing where you kind of it's like someone who does you know something good, so then they assume they can do something bad because it's like it's like Bill Cosby in a way. You know what yeah. I mean? Like obviously yeah. that's like a much worse case, but it's just sure. like yeah, I no, I you know I do good. I'm this role model to the public, so I don't know. I think I'm allowed to drug women. You know, <laughs> it's like you kind of grant yourself this leverage based on the other things that you do, which are beneficial for the world. So yeah. I think. People, like religious people get away with that because they look at um, their faith in the same way. Um, right. There was something there was something funny I wanted to say about. Uh, um, oh, uh, this is what I want to say about because you're talking about getting labeled something as a kid. I found that to be true too, and I found this was really um, sort of exhausting. Was once you got labeled something, you felt the need to live up to that label, you know. <laughs> Um, which sucks because like then you would because I remember times because I was sort of labeled similar to you as this, like, yeah this like short tempered psychopath kind of a kid and then as years went on I was like I'm not that anymore right but then I felt the need to like well I gotta like I gotta I put on show. my I gotta put on my work pants you know <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah. um yeah it was just it was exhausting. No, that's why labels are the... Oh, first of all, someone... Um, big shout out to these... I did this really great podcast with these guys. 
and they edited a clip together and I don't know that the clip doesn't make me look like a horrible person because I have to, I was actually going to send it to you, but it's like me being like, yeah, I don't believe in gay. Um, I, you know, and I'm like, but like that can't be taken out of context. The idea is I don't believe in labels because then you have to adhere to those labels. And if you ever find yourself attracted to something else, the label might not. And that only comes from my personal life of being straight edge. And when I was straight edge, there was never a chance for me to drink because I had to. I had to live to yeah, being straight edge. Right. Right. No, I, I totally agree with you on that. Right. Um, mm, I forgot where I was going with that, but Not yeah. Now sure. uh, I don't know. Doesn't really matter. Oh, <laughs> talking about labels, and you had done this podcast. Yeah, I do want to make a quick apology to Matt Seifert. God bless you, buddy. He mm-hmm. put out a um, he put a post up of a quote, and it says, uh, and I don't mind saying it on the podcast, but right. it's. I, I guess at some point I had said that pedophiles are just people taking a chance on love. Uh, and uh, yeah. And uh, he made that into like an inspirational quote. Funny. So I think I'm going to delete that from the Facebook group because look what happens in the podcast. You have to be committed to the podcast to hear this shit, but those kind of things, I don't know that I could have floating around uh, at a context uh, on the internet. So I might, I, as much as I appreciate it and it's, 100% hilarious. I think I'm going to have to delete that from the Facebook group. I'm not it's funny cuz I'm not sure what I would do in your shoes cuz the the joke the the absurdity of it stands because it's like put as like an inspirational quote. Yeah. So I, but I do understand you're the one who said it being like we got to take this down. But as an outsider I'm like, "Oh, the the joke is that it's such a crazy thing said placed against the backdrop of like a placid lake." Yes, but the thing I said in almost <laughs> 90, there's almost no context no, that could really justify anyone saying that unless yeah. the context is, hey, here's the craziest thing anyone can say, but I don't believe I have ever said that line. I'm For pretty sure. sure. I mean, I only said it just to make you guys laugh as I'm a, sure, yeah, as and a I crazy know. thing. So I may have to uh, just For bring sure. that down for, you know, just in case like, we get, get some, you know, just to not be in that Facebook group as <laughs> if someone ever jumps in and goes, hey, let's look at old posts, Yeah, you know, and then they decide to start listening to those episodes. We'd like to um, make it a little hard on them, <laughs> you know, <laughs> want them to just be able to right away um, right. nail us. Well, my thing is, if you're going to take me out of con, if you're going to take me out of context, like, at least listen to the podcast, you know, like if you've listened to the whole episode and wrote it down, fine, but we can't give that to them for free. No, that's a good call. And man, what a segue into we'd like if not listening to this podcast for free. And and how can you do that? But you can subscribe to our Patreon at raddudecast slash Patreon. Oh, actually, we do need to mention the restructured tiers um, before we get uh, right. Well, we're going to do that on the Patreon. Oh, okay. Um, we'll do that on the Patreon. Oh, follow us at, at the Rad Dude Cast. You know, you know, has the Rad Dude Cast. Um, we, we have restructured the tiers. We've heard what you were saying. Um, go to the patreon.com slash rad dude cast um, and join up. Uh, we're going to be, I'll give a little hint now. And then Anthony will, I guess maybe we'll do a, a, maybe we'll do it and then we'll cut it and we'll say it right so that we can yeah, that sounds good. say it right. But um, we heard what you guys were talking about. A lot of people were saying that like they love the thing, but they wish things were a little more personal because we don't really do a lot of personal things. We just put out more episodes. And a lot of people have just been saying, it's too many episodes. We yeah. we would prefer uh, more personal things that we can do and shit like that. So we've restructured it. We've heard we we, we are listening to you and we do give a shit about you guys. Um, so we are going to be we restructured the Patreon in a way 
that will allow people to we're gonna have more live events we're gonna have more shout outs more more getting to know you guys more you guys being a part of it um as i I think you all feel that we are pretty relatively easy to talk to and get in touch with but you want you you know you are you guys are part of the podcast you are part of our lives and we love and respect you and want you guys to have more of a connection with us so we are going to be restructuring that in a fun way you just you just sounded like trump talking to the capitol hill stormers (laughs) <laughs> we love you. We respect you. You guys are all very special people. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah. no, yeah. The, to what Greg is saying, we're going to, instead of offering you more of the same thing with each episode, each Patreon episode, we're going to offer you more of a variety. And to what Greg was saying, more personalized with live events and more special episodes that we think you guys will really enjoy that will give us the time to really produce these episodes in a way that I think you guys will love. Right, Mike, should we just do it now? Can you pull it up when you can? Should we just do it now, or do you want sure. to do it after? Let's do it later when it's when you guys are more prepared to actually do it. <laughs> so, oh well, I mean, if, just if I can read it off of the thing, I'm prepared to do it. Uh, we'll do it later. Um, how much time do we have left on this, baby? Because I'd, I'd like to get into something else if that's okay. And we're only doing this one, right? Because we can't do the Patreon because Mike has to leave in a tw- in ten five minutes. Oh, we're how much time we have left? We're in right an, an hour. hour. Do you just minutes? Save that for tomorrow um yeah we're doing tomorrow tomorrow's great because we have to do we can't do today because mike has to leave right so we'll do yeah tomorrow. i'm good for, sure. for i'm good for anything um oh also i do hey guys check this out too <laughs> if i could promote something um oh, yeah. i'm gonna be doing way more live twitch streams i finally figured out how to get my twitch running really well and i would love for you guys to i'm gonna be doing a lot of bunch of cool stuff on twitch so follow me at twitch oh jesus christ i should have <laughs> <laughs> I should have known. I think it's twitch.com slash Greg Stone. Oh, man. Uh, it's something. Oh, man. But I'm really excited about doing it. I was playing. Uh, I've had a really fun time, dude. There's a bunch of people in the chat. One of them was Matt. And the other word. It's funny because they come up with names that are like, I don't recognize. You know, you recognize people's name. You know, you start recognizing people as their screen names. And I don't know their Twitch names. So I have right. no idea who I was talking into there other, aside from Matt. Uh, but I had like a really great time with like really cool people. We, I was playing Rogue Squadron and uh, just like four people were in there and we were just kind of like chatting and having a good time. But I'm not going to be playing video games and be doing other things. And I'd love to have you guys um, there if you want. <laughs> That'd be nice. That'd be nice to do that too. Um, sure. But anyway, that's it. That's the best to be a match. I brought up the rollerblading belt again, which I thought was very apropos. Uh, what is that, Mike? I can't read it is the problem. Oh, my God. Oh, Greg F. Stone is your Twitch name. Greg F. Stone? Oh, Greg F. No, that's my YouTube. Nope. Is it both? Twitch. <laughs> I got the same picture for Twitch and YouTube, so you never know. Um, yeah, the last five videos all just say test because they were all tests. So I got to figure that out. Man, that's awesome. Yeah, um, anyway. Yeah, and go to patreon.com slash radducast, like I said. Sign up for the Patreon. Um, and those changes that we uh, mentioned sloppily will begin in February. So you got a little bit of time. And we'll explain more on the Patreon, as Mike said. Yes, we'll we will explain more on the Patreon. everyone Soon. tomorrow. Well, tomorrow for us, not for them. Maybe yeah. for them, too. Who knows? Uh, yeah. I meant that for Mike and Craig. You're everyone. You know, you could be in the realm of everyone. Uh, all right. All right. See ya. Peace and love.
The Rad Dude Cast is hosted by Anthony DeVito, Brendan Eyre, and Greg Stone. Original music by Brian Zippert. Produced by Mike Suarez. Executive producers Brendan Eyre, Greg Stone, and Anthony DeVito. Executive producers Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcasts.